The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam's not with us tonight. We got Coach Roberts. Coach, what's going on? Not much, but a lot of great stuff happening in sports, though. Oh, yeah. Man, it's a lot of great things happening in the world of sports. Hey, we just got finished with the NBA playoffs. Only a five-game series. I think this shocked a lot of people. And with San Antonio Spurs won, I think it really shocked a lot of people. I just don't think people were – I wasn't expecting – Expecting the Spurs to win in this type of fashion, it, it, it was it was it was a great series. I, I must admit, um, but to see them win like this was was kind of shocking. Well, Daryl, I, I, not only was it shocking, but look who won the MVP. Did you think you could have gotten anybody to believe last, the week before last that Leonard was going to be the MVP of the NBA uh, final series? You know, and I, and I find that kind of kind of shocking a little bit to see Kawhi Leonard win the NBA um, Finals MVP when his first two games of this five-game series, he had, he had nine points in each game. You know, just not very productive uh, in those games. And, and, and I must admit, um, I've watched him become a great player, especially in the last two seasons. But, uh, I, I mean, he's a super defender. He's a, his, his, his outside shot has only gotten better and better throughout his, throughout his career with the Spurs. Uh, but I was surprised that Tim Duncan didn't get the MVP because of not only this series, but what he's done for the, for the whole San Antonio Spurs organization throughout his career. Well, I think, I think Daryl, that uh, I hope, and I, I say I think, but I hope, that he goes ahead and, and retires because this is the way that you want to go out as a player in any sport on top. And uh, his game has changed a bunch. You know, uh, and, I, and I think I feel just totally, totally opposite, Coach. I think um, at the level he's playing at right now, I, can't, I can only see him playing as long as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played until he's 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I, and, and Kareem, I thought he could have played another two or three years when he retired at 40 years old. And I look at Tim Duncan right now and say, man, I really think this guy has at least two, two more years in, in him. Um, I just think he can play more, Coach. I really do. And, if, and it's up to him. And, and you might you might be right, but I think Leonard, you, you like you said, the first two games he only had eighteen points together. Those two games 
together. But his defense was spectacular the whole series. And I think uh, he's the one that kind of didn't stop James from scoring, but kept him under control somewhat. And, and no one else on that squad that they had could do that. So I think that's why he got the MVP nod. And, it, and his shooting did pick up those last three games. Yeah, it did pick up those last, those last three games, and um, and and not taking anything away from all that he did in this in this NBA um series, I think he had a, he had a fantastic series. Um, he, he and and trust me, I don't think anybody on that on that um, Spurs team could have guarded um, um LeBron James and and did the kind of defense that that he put up on LeBron James. Um, so I think he deserve he's well deserving of, of this MVP, but I just think sometimes, you know, we see other players deserving of the MVP in the Super Bowl, but, but they end up giving it to the quarterback. Um, who, oh, sure. Who's legendary. You know what I'm saying? I think Tim Duncan kind of fell into that le- legendary category where I thought he, he was going to get probably a little bit more than, more than he did get. And you know how it's going to be, Daryl. As soon as Tim finally does uh, hang up the, uh, the sneakers, uh, he's going to be, you know, one of the fastest inductees into the hall, uh, and, and and he should be. Yes, he should be. And um, you know, and I, I look at um, Coach Popovich. You know, a lot of people are talking about him. Is is it time for him to to retire? And I just don't see it. Um, you know, he don't. He doesn't look like a person that's ready to give it up. You know, especially when you see how much energy he puts into um, being the coach of the Spurs. I just don't see him lightening up any. I think it's it's, it's full throttle ahead, and I can see him coaching for at least two more seasons. Yep. And hey, and and if he and if he's not. Um, coaching for the for the San Antonio Spurs, what is this guy going to do? You know, and it's hard to say where where he's going to be at in the next two years, but I can't see him doing anything else but coaching the San Antonio Spurs. On the other hand, are we going to see this Miami Heat team back together next year? You know, um, the, the, the Miami Heat owes Dwayne Wade something like $18 million dollars. You know, and and is 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 Dwayne Wade worth eighteen million dollars? And is Dwayne Wade willing to take a pay cut? I'm I'm just not so sure that Dwayne Wade is willing to take a pay cut. And I'm and I'm not so sure if we seen if we seen what we saw from Dwayne Wade in this series, what we're possibly going to be seeing from him for the rest of his career. And if that's what we're going to be seeing, I just don't I don't I don't think that's enough to take the Miami Heat back to the promised land. That was the first time I've ever seen Dwayne Wade where he looked actually tired. I thought he was a little fatigued in this game. I know he played a lot of minutes, but I thought he was he was fatigued in this game and, and it showed. And um and when you're asking Dwayne when you're asking LeBron James to almost play one on five or one on four, I think that's that's a bit much. And um I think that's a bit much, and I think he, it's going to be a tough task for Dwayne Wade 
to come back and play at the level that he played last year or the year before um, because he's not getting any younger. And, 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 you can, and you can tell he looked like he has a lot of, well, you know, from what we see on TV and different things, he has a lot of influences outside of basketball, just like LeBron James. But LeBron James is younger, and he is the best player on the planet. But I, I think Dwayne Wade is at a stage now where he's just not, he's not putting in the work that it takes to be a champion. And I don't know this. I'm, this is my guessing and speculation. Coach, you with us. Yes, sir. Uh, and, you know, but there, the other side of that coin is, you know, Chris Bosh comes out today and he says that this season was a real grind. Well, the way they're painting, Chris didn't really produce this year like he did the first two championships. And uh, Wade was down a little bit. And he's not the player that he was those first two championships. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I still think that what that shows is you can't expect to win one. And, you know, we, we talked before we came on, on air that, uh, Allen, uh, hit an amazing shot last year to kind of win it for him. And, uh, you know, he's getting a little long in the tooth. And so, uh, I think uh, the Heat is going to have to do something outside to, to get back to that championship caliber that they had uh, a couple of years ago. Hey, um, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade um, and, and LeBron James, both of them made $19.067 million this year. So, hey, um, when, when you're making that kind of money, you, what do you expect? You expect the season to be a breeze or – uh, or a, uh, a, a, a tulip farm, or or just a bed of roses. Come on, man! You don't you don't make nineteen point zero six million dollars, six seven million dollars, and it's just a, a, a walk in the park, man. We expect a lot from you, and we well, just didn't get it. No, we didn't get it, and uh, and I think uh, management will uh, question you know him him coming out and saying that, Daryl. Him coming out saying. Hey, you know, it was this season was a real grind. Well, you know, don't don't be bittersweet now. It's you know, you could have said that maybe if you won, but you can't say that after you lose, I don't think. I I, I, I agree with you. You know, and coach, I guess my question, um, this is something that's kind of touched me since the game last night. What about six minutes, over six minutes? Eric Spolstra took Dwayne, took LeBron James out of the game and never yeah. put him back in the game. Do you think that was a little too early to throw in the towel? I do, you know, because the NBA, Darryl, you can see a 10-point swing, a 15-point swing in three minutes, four minutes, much Coach, less six minutes. Five three-pointers is 15 points. In, in this oh, league yeah. that we play. And these guys can pop some three-pointers like nobody's business. As as quickly as the Spurs got hot, I think the Heat could have gotten hot and the Spurs could have gone cold. And I really just it, – it, 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 it touched me in the wrong way. I thought that, um, that they should have played LeBron James to at least two minutes in the game, um, take him out at two minutes because he is by far the best player – on earth and if you if you're dealing with him you have an opportunity to um to win at any call at any any time in a game you still have a chance yeah well um daryl not just to get completely off 
the NBA. You know, I went to uh, Akron, the Hall of Fame, this past week and uh, in Ohio, and I had a great time. But that was the day when I got there was the day that they announced that Chuck Knowles had passed. Yeah, I, uh, um, that was – he passed away on Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. And Chuck Knowles, a great um, – Pittsburgh still a coach. No, you're right. He passed away on Saturday, Daryl. I'm sorry. Yeah, great, great Pittsburgh still a coach. Um, um, coach the likes of Franco Harris, um, um, just Jerry Bradshaw. Just a long list of professional Hall of Famers, but he. He won four Super Bowls. Yeah, he won four Super Bowls. But um, Chuck Noll also having, uh, having lost, uh, uh, had had won had won the uh, respect of everybody because he came out because uh, he had such a terrible game where they hurt Lynn Swan with the headshot. Yeah, uh, and you know he 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 politicked for it and it happened. And um and I wasn't aware of that either, but um and, and Lynn Swan is another great Hall of Famer that um that Chuck Noll coached, uh, Mel Blunt another Hall of Famer um, um, it, it you know and his and his list is not going to get any shorter. Jack Lambert, um, Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green, you know and and, and you know and, and the thought of Terry Bradshaw when he came in the league, a lot of people thought he was pretty much a dumb hick. But Chuck Noll never treated him like that. Chuck Noll always made Terry Bradshaw the leader of that team and, and, and treated him like he was a superstar from the onset. Yeah. So he, he, he deserves his place in the Football Hall of Fame as well. Well, you know, the thing about it is, Darrell, uh, when they uh, interviewed the man about 10 years ago, they asked him, uh, you know, what did he think he brought to the game? And he said, I wasn't a motivator. He says, you get to that level, you shouldn't, if you're a professional athlete, you should motivate yourself. He says, I just put forth a plan each and every year, uh, and, and we accomplished it. And that, that was pretty amazing that he said that. But uh, most of the guys that seemed to have played for him felt that way, that he wasn't a real big rah-rah uh, motivator guy. He, was, he wasn't a holler and a screamer. And, you know, you and I both uh, – having both of us coached as long as we both have. Uh, neither one of us liked those kind of guys anyway. And so he was kind of one of those guys that I always looked up to uh, because he, he could get the most out of them without trying to do that. Uh, yes, he was. And, I, and, I, and you know, um, the NFL, they don't expect you to be in condition when you get there. They expect you to be ready. And they don't expect to motivate you. They expect you to be motivated. You know, and I guess uh, and nowadays the salaries and, and the opportunity to be a part of the NFL should be enough motivation. Oh, I agree with you totally. And I think that what we're seeing is so much different. And, Daryl, you know, the amazing thing about going to the Hall of Fame, uh, the history was just immense. It was just great, and each and it was almost a sensory overload. But it was kind of a warm feeling. There were tons of people there that were Pittsburgh fans that were coming to get memorabilia about Chuck, and I was really impressed and, like I said, touched 
they actually had two players, two former players. Neither one of them were uh, Hall of Famers, but two real good names for uh, their uh, franchise that were there to talk to the people about uh, the special relationship that uh, the Steelers and the people in uh, Pittsburgh had for Chuck Knowles. You know, and um, and Chuck Knowles went to the College of Dayton, um, Coach, and um, he was a 20th round pick in 1953. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he, he played for a while. Uh, you know, you'd think the guy wasn't really big, but back in the day, uh, you had offensive, defensive tackles and players that weren't huge uh, individuals. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, as a matter of fact, he was with the Cleveland Browns from 1953 to 1959 as a player. Yeah. Yeah. So he played seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I guess when we when we think about um, the Super Bowls of of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, those teams back in the day when they had Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, um, those those were just grinded out teams. I mean, oh, the, when Pittsburgh, when you thought about playing in Pittsburgh, it seemed like playing in Pittsburgh in August back then it was cold and brutal. You know, it, it was just they, they were hard nosed. Bring your lunch bucket, hard hat to work every every Sunday. That's how the Steelers played, Coach. And and Daryl, uh, I think I you know most of America uh, jumped on their bandwagon because of the terrible towel. Yeah, it seemed like everybody in Pittsburgh owned one and would bring it every week to the game. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and, and Coach Noel, um, you know, he he was always. Um, you know, appeared to come across as just a fair coach. Didn't have a didn't have a whole lot of words ever, but he always came across as being just a fair coach. You know, and, and I can remember these Super Bowls. You know, I I remember the nineteen seventy five Super Bowl, the nineteen seventy six, the nineteen seventy nine, and the nineteen eighty Super Bowl. You know, they 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 were a part of me. You know, that, that's the heart of my of my football life is from the seventies to the eighties. Yeah, and so Chuck Chuck Noel was always a a, a big part of of uh, of football, NFL football, and I've been a big fan of the NFL my entire life. Yeah, and and you knew that, like you said earlier, uh, you love to see someone win, not just with talent, but with that just great hard work ethic. Yep. Hey, Coach, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back, guys, with more Sports Info UM. This is the Voice America Radio. Daryl and Coach Roberts. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have Darrow Fullington with us. And Darrow Fullington played at University of Miami and he was drafted by the um, Minnesota Vikings and played with the, with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. Um, hey, Daryl, you know, you played at UN with me. I, you were there from 1983 to 1987. You won two national championships at the University of Miami. Yeah, yeah you was on that team that I got my, ver- my ring from. Um, we beat Nebraska in the Orange Bowl, and then you turned around and won another Orange Bowl in 1987, and you guys, um, you, you guys beat Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. No. Daryl. Daryl. Hello. I'm here with you. Go ahead and answer that question. Hello. Daryl, you with us? Hello. Ah. Uh, He's not hearing us. Hey, um, let me see if I can get him to call us again. Hey, but um, Daryl Fullen, I'm sorry we lost him, and maybe we can get him back. But um, Coach Daryl Fullen played at University of Miami, um, 1984 to 1988, um, and 1983 to 1988, because he was redshirted his freshman year at UM, and um, and y'all did a lot of that, didn't you, Daryl? Yeah, as a matter of fact, Coach Stellenberger was a firm believer in redshirting. But now uh, his last, the last one that Daryl uh, won uh, was the one that uh, Jimmy Johnson won, right? That was Jimmy Johnson's last um, national championship, and that was Daryl's last year at the University of Miami. Yep. So, um, hey, um, Matt, do we have Daryl back? Yeah, we have. Okay, Daryl. Yeah, tell us 
When did you play at the University of Miami? 80, 83, so 83 to 88? 80, 83 to 87. So that was um, Howard's first national championship and Jimmy's first national championship. Exactly. In that second national championship you won, who did you guys beat in, in the Orange Bowl? Uh, we beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. And that was a Bosworth game when um, Bosworth was ineligible to play in that game. Um, not no. that it was Bosworth had left. Bosworth stayed. The Bosworth game was like the 1985 game where uh, Melvin Bratton drove around with the Moss, all that stuff like that. By the time, uh, Bosworth was a year ahead of me. He came out in draft year of 87. I came out of draft year 88. And, and you know, Daryl, that's my bad because um, no Bosworth came to Seattle. I was drafted right. by the Seattle Seahawks the same year Bosworth right. came to Seattle. Exactly. So you know you're a year ahead of me, young man. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a year ahead of you. I'm a year ahead of you, Daryl. But, you know, that's, man, that's, when, when we look at that roster that you played that's, that's, with, you know, that's, that's it, that's it, it was thing, bro. <laughs> What was that? That's that concussion thing you've been in the head too many times. <laughs> <laughs> hey Daryl, that and some other things too. But uh, we ain't gonna we gonna leave that alone. But uh, anyway, man, <laughs> uh, you know why you were at the University of Miami? You know you played with some great guys, man. Um, you know we, you left Vinny Testaverde left with me, but we left you guys with a great quarterback and Steve Walsh, who did not skip a beat when it came to being an efficient passer, throwing the ball to Mike Irvin, Alfredo Roberts, Charlie Henry, you know, and you guys had a, a list of, of all-star players on that team. Even though we took Jerome Brown, Vinny Testaverde, Alonzo Highsmith from that team that, and, and, and left, left just a core of, of super athletes with you guys to go on and win Jimmy Johnson's first national championship. Well, I, I, first of all, man, you know, when we play, of course, you know, and um, we learn from, from you all, I mean, you know, how to work hard. Because when we first got to school, a lot of us didn't know how to work hard. We never knew the meaning of working hard. We was, every, we was the star at every high school. We was the man at every high school. And when we got there, you know, like you said, Howard was a fun believing redshirt kid. So out of the 30 kids we had, 27 got redshirt. The only person that didn't get redshirt was Jerome Brown, Winston Moss, and Miles Osmond. Out of my true freshman class, so yes, um, y'all y'all kind of gave us a legacy of how to work hard, and then once we learned how to work hard, and um, I mean, you know, it was one of those deals to where we had enough talent to where one guy tried to act like he didn't want to be disciplined, on act like he didn't want to listen to the coach. Next man up. Exactly, because everybody looked at the depth chart every day before you walked out on the field. You want to know where you where you stood. Before you stepped on the field. Absolutely. So, and the depth chart showed you how hard you were working. Nobody's exactly. job was secure. And, hey, and, the, and, the, and the depth chart changed from week to week. Day to day from time to time. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. so that's what, that's what, that's what the, your legacy is, because your legacy taught us that you're never safe. You're, you're never... You never had a situation where you feel comfortable enough that you can relax. You got to work every day. 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 And if you work hard every day, by the time Saturday comes, the game becomes easy. Exactly. You know, and I, and I and I look at some of the UM teams from from the past. I guess almost from from um, Coach Coca to current. Right. I just don't see I don't see the competition within competition. 
I just don't see guys, when I go to the practices, I don't see them working as hard as we work every play. I mean, it didn't matter whether it was a scout team or you were number one or number two, don't see guys working as hard as I, I saw guys working when we were there. And I remember when, when Russell Maryland came, came to campus, he was about 360 pounds, man. But by the time the fall practice really got into fall practice, he probably had lost 40 pounds and was a dominant force on the scout team every day. You know, and that's where this guy learned that you could you could make a team on a scout team. And Russell Allen became an Outland win, Outland Award winner, um, All American, a Pro Bowler. But people don't know how hard he worked his freshman year. And we had bets on this kid, man. I don't think that kid from Chicago gonna make it. I really right. don't think that guy from Chicago gonna make. I got twenty. He ain't gonna make it past this week. Hey, but right. Russell Maryland proved us all wrong, um, Daryl. But, but well, one of the things along those lines, though, it's a different kind of athlete now, um, and and the rules have changed. Uh, we used to hit every day, you know. We used to hit every yeah. day, full full yeah. full speed, full go every day. Yes. Uh, now these kids, um, a certain certain amount of time, you got to get them off the field. Only X amount of practice you can have. Only get twenty hours. Yeah, so many hours you can be into it, but I, you know, that's why I tell people every day, and I tell kids, I teach every day. Everybody want to be great, but very few are willing to put in the work. Very few are, and Russell Mellon was one of those players that was willing to put in the work. And everybody talking about how dominant we were. We were dominant because you see the guy next to you working so hard. How can you not work hard with him? Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I, I heard you use the term since we've been out of college of um, you see kids some, from time to time. You run into kids with these PhDs and yes. and, uh, and 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 your definition. <laughs> yeah, my, Darryl, give my, us your definition of a PhD, um, Darryl. I'm the baby of eight kids. I was uh-huh. raised in the project. Um, my mom and dad didn't have a lot to give me, but what they gave me was was very, very valuable. They they. They um, let me know who God was, first of all. They let me know that you have to have faith in yourself, have faith in God, and trust in Him. So those things are never replacing. But also, when I went to school, I was on a mission. You know, PhD, we call it Paul Hunger Determined. You're trying to change the life situation. And these exactly. kids nowadays, like my son, my son grew up in a cushy house, cushy neighborhood, AC, all the you know, all the games he wanted. So, you right. know, I he, thought, he didn't I, have you know, real you know, play football. I played football. <laughs> I played football to change my life situation and and to to create a better life for you. But, you know, these, it's a different athlete now, man. I see them every day. They want to be great, but when you tell them, let's go to work, they look at, oh, coach, this is too hard. This is too hard. Well, bro, it's going to be hard. Exactly, Daryl. I mean, and really, man. Um, and, and kids just don't understand how hard it was when we did it. We had we had one water break a day, you know. And then you got another drink of water at the end of practice, you know. Well, that's so, just how it was, man. You remember what they used to say to us? Drink water, water make makes, you, uh, makes cows of us all. Remember that saying? They used to tell us we to get water. <laughs> You go to drink that water, water for cows. I want that water in. I want that right there. That's a cow. That ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and that's just how it was back in the day, you know. And I'll never forget when Jimmy Johnson came in and 
put these water stations all over the field. And he said, at any time you want a drink of water, you can stop and go get a drink of water. And it was guys literally scared to stop and go get a drink of water because they thought they were going to lose their spot, man. Right. You understand? That's just how Here's something I want you to think about. And I think about it all the time. If Howard Snellenberger don't leave, we may win four or five next championship. Darrell, I would have to agree with you because when he left, our team was set to win another championship. We lost to UCLA in the Fiesta Bowl. UCLA didn't have a good team. The following year, we lose to to Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl. The following year, and and if we had just won that game, we would have won a national championship. And and the following year, we lose to Penn State in the – in the Fiesta Bowl again. And if we had just won that game, we would have had another national championship. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm very thankful for our one for my one national championship, but I really think we could have won three championships while I was in college. Yeah, I think we could have handled three championships while while I was there. Yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> Coach, um, Daryl Fulton, a great play at the University of Miami and a, and a super play. And, and he had a, and a nice career in the NFL, uh, five years in the NFL between Tampa Bay, New England, and Minnesota. Yeah, well, you coach. know, Derek, the thing about it is, uh, you know, I remember from a lot of the practices that uh, we had together uh, on the same coaching staff uh, telling about the work ethic, and I think that is uh, that same work ethic that you know, uh, even Scotty, when he went to uh, UM uh, years after that, uh, Don Solinger said he was he, he didn't know how to work as hard as UM uh, athletes worked. And so Butch, I think that's what Butch did the best. Butch got him back into that work uh, mode. And, and then when Croker got the reins, he was able to really and truly capitalize on what Butch had set up, just like Howard set it up. Uh, are you guys for Jimmy? I, I would agree. I would agree with that, Coach. Um, you know, um, Coach Stallenberger Coach really set a, a, a serious program at the University of Miami, and um, he, he really laid a, a foundation. You know, a lot of people talk about um, Coach Saban and how he brought in some great players. Uh, he, he brought in Jim Kelly and Jim Burke, but Coach Stallenberger really showed us how how to win and showed us that, you know, we got great players right here in the state of Florida. We just got to bring them to the, to the right place. And he brought a lot of guys right from the state of Florida to the right place and, um, and did a fantastic job. Well, and you, as a coach, you know well that uh, from time to time you get those group of athletes that push each other. Uh, even Scotty, that didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, and they switched his position a bunch of times. He told me that he felt like each and every week when he got beat out, it was because somebody was better, <laughs> better in practice, you know. And yep. so when you have that kind of competition, you don't really have any uh, sour grapes on your squad, and that can be such a terrible thing if you're not careful. That does yep. happen. And and, and uh, for people that don't know, um, James, we're talking about James Scott, who uh, went to University of Miami in uh, 1997, 
He was a part of those um, the programs, 1997, 98, all the way up to 2000. Played with James Jackson, as a matter of fact. James Scott um, was coached by Coach Gordon Roberts at Crescent City High School. And I also coached James Scott at Crescent City High School as well. Yep. But, um, and, and, and it's, a, it's a good feeling to know that. You know, well, you know, what happens is you see a kid succeed and go to a program like UM that uh, has had so much success, and it teaches them that work ethic that carries them the rest of their lives. All the guys you usually have on from UM, uh, Daryl, uh, they talk about how well their career is now, and it's all relative to the fact that they, they put in such a work ethic while they were at UM, and that's why y'all were successful. Oh, without a doubt, Coach, um, a, a lot of work, hard work, went in at the University of Miami, and and trust me, it paid off because not only did these guys that I talked to on our show and we talked to on our show, not only did they, did they perform on the field, it was ultimately important for them to have their degree and get their degree. And, and here, here's Daryl Fullerton. He has his degree. Alfredo Roberts, he's been on our show, has his degree. Greg Marks, who's been on the show, has a degree. Randall Thrill Hill has a degree. Brett Perriman has a degree. These guys have degrees, you know, and Daryl talk about how, how it was um, um, poor, um, the Ph.D., poor, hungry, and determined. You know, he was determined to get his degree as hard as he was determined to, to be a draftee in the NFL. You know, and, 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 and I know a lot of the guys feel the same way I felt about making sure that you get your degree. And we see so many of these athletes now, um, they don't have their degrees. Um, you know, I was looking at a study a while back that um, in the 90s, the team that had the most degrees were the um, New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Well, when you look at it, those two teams had the one highest winning percentage in the NFL during that same time. And guess which team had the lowest winning percentage? That would be the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and at that time, and they had the lowest number of college graduates on their on their team. So it means a lot. And hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM. We'll be right back with more information and sports information. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info U.M. Hey, we have Daryl Fullington back on the line and... Um, Daryl, we were just talking about your golf game. I, I see you on the Internet, uh, all of these charity golf events, and uh, I hear your game is, is pretty good. What you shooting? Let's just put it out there. Well, I, I, I'm going to shoot one or two strokes less than you. Whatever I need to do to beat you, that's all, that's, that, that's all I'm going to say what my game is. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm shooting. I shot an 83 uh, about a week ago. 83? That's for the front nine? <laughs> that was the whole thing. I shot an 83. My round was an 83, man. Come oh, on, man. You ain't shooting no 83, bro. I shot you an 83. What you playing? You playing for the senior seat? No. Come on, Daryl. I shot an 83. And and a couple weeks ago, I shot an 87. Now, I'm not including some of those 90s and 104s. Come on. We don't have to talk so about those. From, how you go from 104 to 82, man? That, that's I crazy. said 83. That's really so Daryl, I shot 83. That's like one of the best rounds I've ever and shot. You know what? How about this right here? How about this right here? I'm going to get in my car. I'm flying to Greece on Wednesday. But I'll be back in July. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive up there. I want to see this 83. Daryl, I'll be down there on July 18, 19, and 20. 20, let's set something up and play down there. You know what? That weekend I'll be, but you'll be here the 18th. I'll be in Georgia. I'm taking some of my kids from the school. Okay, cool. To a um, dog night. But uh, I should be back in town. Are you going to be here on Monday? Uh, I will. We can make it happen now. Yeah, yeah. if you stay to Monday, I'll, I'll, we can set something up. Well, we're going to do this. And, Daryl, where are you coaching at? Let's give a shout-out to these guys you're working with, I'm man. I'm coaching at my Costa High School, my baby. Go Mustangs. Go Mustangs. All right, and and um and what's your defense looking like? What y'all running? Four three, four four. Yeah, we we run a four three, man. I got some nasty, I got some nasty cuffs up front. I got some linebackers that are split you to the white meat. I'm working on my secondary. I got two corners, 
But, bro, believe it or not, the position I played is the, is, the, is the one we need a lot of help in, that safety. I got wow. guys that just won't come down, they just won't come down and hit nobody, you know what I mean? It's, and that's a problem for me. You, it's going to be hard to play for me if you ain't going to come hit nobody. Yeah, you got to come up and, and stroke somebody. You know, we might not yeah. do have to do it but one time a game, but you got to hey, come up and hit what, somebody. Though, if you do it enough times, people will be looking out for you. Right. right. And we do it the right way, yeah. right the first time, you ain't got to do it too many times. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize Miami, Miami cranked out some great defensive people during y'all's eras. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you go through a list of people. You're like, right now, I play golf with Daryl Williams a lot, right? And I tell Daryl Williams, I say, boy, God sure brought you along at the right time. Because you went to school, I went to school. You wouldn't have got on the field. He wouldn't have got on the field. And I, and I like Daryl, and I know him. He like, what you mean? He wouldn't have got on the field, man. No I lie. Bro, when I was in school, and I had me, Selwyn Brown, Benny Blaze, Bubba McDowell, you know what I'm saying, Tom Bay. I'm like, dude, where you going to play at? Yeah, really? I mean, he, 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 it's, it's a good chance he wouldn't have got on the field. You know, and, uh, and I'll never forget, um, God bless his soul, but Coach Broski told me, I, I, went, I went to see them practice a couple of years after I left, and I was like, wow, Coach, you got a lot of nice running backs here. He said it was really hard to get running backs to come to the University of Miami when they had Melvin Batten, Warren Williams, me, J.C. Penny, all of them guys. The guys didn't want to come there back then. Right, right. Know? Well, well, if you if you got a guy that didn't mind the competition and felt like he was the best, then they was gonna come. If right. you had a guy that was scared of competition, he wasn't gonna come because we was low. Like I told you, we were deep, maybe two or three deep at every position. You know what I'm saying? And um, it, it was just weird, man. I, I tell people the story all the time. You know, the coaches have to discipline y'all or not? I say no, because all they would say next man up. And That's you know, all they had all to say. The third thing. And Daryl, and the thing about it is when you said earlier that kids were so different now, that's the big difference. The big difference. Yep. The end of my coaching career was seeing kids that didn't want to compete. Right. You know, they'd rather they'd rather go to a different school. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Daryl, you were saying something earlier, man, about um, getting your degree. And I, I want to take this opportunity out, man. I tell kids every day how important it is to get your degree. Yes. I mean, I was blessed. I played five years in the NFL. I mean, I, I was blessed beyond my wildest dreams. But, you know, I got my degree at the University of Miami. And my first year in the National Football League, I made X amount of dollars. But my first year in corporate America, I made more money than I made in my National Football contract. Yeah. That's a true story. Now, and that's, that's unbelievable. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? That corporate America, because of your degree, and, 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 and you know, and, that, and what we were t what I mentioned is that you talking about being poor, hungry, hungry, and uh, determined. You were just as determined, and I was just as determined to have my degree in my hand when I left the University of Miami as I was to to try and make it on someone's NFL roster. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I tell this story all the time when. I got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. My mom was happy and she was excited. But when I walked off that stage and got my degree, my mom cried like a three-year-old baby. Um, man, and I, 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 I it's, it's, it's almost, the picture's almost exactly for me. 
You know, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, man, I had more people at my college graduation than I had at the Florida and Miami football game. It was just that many people at my college graduation. They were just as proud of me for graduating as, as they were for me being drafted into the NFL or getting one of those game balls for beating, beating the University of Florida. Absolutely. It's, it's important. It's it important. Is. Hey, look here, man. I, I, I'm going on a trip here in a couple of days. I want to thank y'all for the opportunity to allow me to come on and share your space with you. Maybe when I get back, we have to do it again, but I, I, I got I to gotta do some packing. Hey, Daryl, you got an open mic here anytime, and thanks for giving us a call and being a part of Sports Info UM show on the Voice America Radio Network. I appreciate it. Man, you're always going to be a friend, and I know that. And that's a good how, how feeling I, to have, how, bro. How can I, I say no to the cane that called me? <laughs> hey, Daryl, I appreciate it, man. And don't be hey, a stranger. Call, call us anytime. Thanks again. Hi, right, man. Be good. You too. Bye. Guys, we had Daryl Fullerton on our show. And um, Daryl Fullerton, not only a friend, but he was, he was like one of those guys that didn't live too far from me when I was in college. So we rode back and forth from, um, he lived in New Smyrna. I lived in Palaka, which is about, about an hour apart. And, um, coming from Miami, which was about three hours from New Smyrna and about four hours from, uh, where I grew up in, um, in Putnam County in Palaka, Florida. But coach, uh, what a great guy and, and just a really good human being as well, man. And you can tell he's, he's, he's giving sounds up his like time all the time too, coach. Hey coach, sounds like it. And, of course, both of you uh, were saying all that about the degrees. Both of y'all were scared of your mamas, and you know that if you didn't get that degree, I know Miss Birdie would not have been happy with Daryl. Oh no, she would. She would have not been happy. But I'm. I'm just going to talk about a few of those guys that that were on that team with um with, with Daryl, Warren Williams, and Warren Williams was drafted by the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Vinny Testaverde, he was drafted in the first round. First player overall um, was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Danny Stubbs, uh, Danny was a first round pick by the um, by the um, 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 uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Dan Celio, who has a radio, who has had a few radio shows. Um, was I can't remember who Dan was drafted by, but Randy Shannon um, played for the Dallas Cowboys and also became the head coach at the University of Miami. Alfredo Roberts was um, was drafted by I, I, I'm not so sure, but I think it was the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, he also is a coach with the um, Indianapolis Colts, and we've had him on our show as well, Coach. So, and the list goes on and on. You know, Brett Perriman, um, drafted by the Detroit Lions. Um, um, you know, I was on that team, drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, 11th round. I don't mind telling people it was 11th round either. But Winston Moss, uh, Paul O'Connor, drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, George Myra, he was on that team. Uh, Doug McFadden, my roommate from college. Bubba McDowell played for the Houston Oilers for many years. Russell Maryland, drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, Greg Mark played with the New York Giants. Man, I mean, uh, Derwin Jones, Jimmy Jones, Michael Irvin. Um, wow, Alonzo Highsmith. Coach, it's, it, Bobby it's Hart, Darryl. drafted by the Dolphins. Yeah. And you're saying that now next week we're going to have uh, one of the Blade brothers on, right? We got Benny Blades coming up next week, Coach. Man, and, and, and you know, and Benny Blades, he, here, here's another Hurricane who, um, 
who played with um, with some great guys. Uh, Benny Blades played with um, uh, and and Benny and Brian Blades, both of them were on that team. You know, Melvin Bratton was a part of that team. Tobert Bain, a part of that team. But um, Benny Blades is a brother of Brian Blades. Both of the Blades brothers played at University of Miami, and Benny um, played with um, Barry Sanders for, with the Detroit Lions. And uh, Benny is also a Pro Bowler and a, and a, um, and and just a super guy, man. And he lives down south in Fort Lauderdale. And I can't wait to talk to him um, next week, Coach. Um, we're looking forward to that. Well, Daryl, you know, the thing about it is you said something kind of interesting, and I know you were just kind of picking at Daryl about it, but about sons of these great players from UM uh, that decided to go somewhere else. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that came up this week was that uh, Les Miles, the head coach at LSU, his son came out and said in an interview, when they asked the kid where he was thinking about going, he said, I'm not going to go to LSU. He says, I'm not going to play for my dad because uh, if I play, people are going to say it's because of my dad. If I don't play, there's not going to be any peace at my house. <laughs> You're right. So maybe that's what the deal is. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to live under that shadow of uh, a great athlete, uh, even if you're a great athlete yourself. And so – Probably it's smarter thing. When we look at uh, Brett Perryman, a great wide receiver at University of Miami, his son plays for University of South Florida. And we just talked about Alfredo Roberts, uh, a tight end at at the University of Miami, and had had a pretty nice career in the NFL. His son went to UCLA. And now here it is, Daryl Fullerton, uh, a a defensive back for University of Miami, drafted by the, the Vikings, um, played with Tampa Bay and the New England Patriots. His son has gone on to Florida State, and, and you know, and, and and I'm not mad at his son. Matter of fact, I I'm happy because you don't want to play in the in the shadow of of your of of your father or your brother. You want to you want to create your own your own legacy. Hey, you know, yeah, you, you want to blaze space. your own trail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the thing yeah. about it is, Daryl, he kind of joked about it. But you know, as a dad, he had to be awful proud that his son was on the national championship team this year at uh, FSU. And so uh, those are kind of sweet moments as a, as a parent. You know, we just passed uh, yesterday was Father's Day. And as a father and you as a father, it's awful sweet to see your kids do well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's without a doubt. And uh, and I, and I think it's important for us to sometimes say, "Hey, I'm gonna do my own thing." You know, I I, I played with a with one of the best running. I mean, he I may have been a Corvette, but this dude was a Lamborghini. I mean, he was he was like the cream dollar cream, and everybody in America wanted a piece of John L. Williams my senior year. And I thought it would have been just it would have been foolish for me to go to the University of Florida and continue to play in the shadow of this Lamborghini. And if I was going to ever have Lamborghini status, I had to go and blaze my own trail, coach. And I, and, 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 I, and, I, and I applaud these kids for going and blazing their own trail. And, Daryl, that's what made Miami so successful because the guys that showed up down at UM started a tradition that was, like you said, they won five. But it could have been ten. You're right. It could have been ten, 
And some people probably saying it should have been 10. Yeah. Well, a lot of great talent. Uh, you started naming off all those guys that went in the NFL. Uh, it, it seemed like there for a while, every year when the draft came around, you knew there were going to be about 10 UM players drafted. Every year. Yeah, and I, and it's kind of disturbing now to see. Um, it's kind of disturbing now that these guys that I played with and guys that I know that went to the University of Miami prior to me and after me. It's 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 disturbing for us to look at the NFL draft and sometimes not even see a UM player drafted until the second day, not the second round, the second day. And and it's just it's kind of it's kind of baffling and a, and and a little bit upsetting sometimes. Before we go, um, I, I know we have to, um, you know, give a shout out to the Tony Gwynn family and um, and our condolences condolences to him and um, the the loss of a of a of a great player and and a, a great guy, a great ambassador for the for the uh, for sport of baseball. Yes, he was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, thoroughly. Way missed. too soon. Yep. Way too too soon. As yep. young as he was. Yeah, I think and, he was uh, only four. 54 years old. Yep. And I and I guess we have to really give a serious shout out to the um US Olympic hockey team uh for their 2-1 victory uh over Ghana. And um and and let's say hey, keep up the good work um keep up the good work. You know, we 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 we're going to win uh as many as we can, but I think uh that's that big echelon level that's pretty hard to play in the World Cup. Yeah, it is. Hey, but coach, you got the last thirty seconds. We got thirty seconds. You got the last thirty seconds. Well, Daryl, here I am at uh, Niagara Falls. I just came back. Just came here from uh, Canton, Ohio, for the. And next week, I'm looking and more excited about uh, being on the show and about the uh, athletes that we're going to have. And so am I. And hey, guys, you listen to the Voice America Radio, and it's been a whole lot of fun. And thanks, Daryl Fullington, for coming and being a part of the show. We look forward to having Benny Blades on our show next week. And guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM Show on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.